good day and welcome to the uefa champions league podcast for today wherever you are tuning in to this episode from whether you are in the usa on the african continent north america south america asia europe australia new zealand and oceania welcome to the most exciting informative and educative sports show on the calling platform with yours truly philip alimo yes it is the greatest competition on earth undoubtedly yesterday gave us a seven goal trailer at the city of manchester stadium and on today's episode we'll be discussing and analyzing the champions league semi-final first leg game between liverpool and villarreal liverpool are seeking to play in their 10th european cup final whereas villarreal are looking to play in their first final with me in the studios to do the discussion is football experts and senior analyst justin nakua and another brilliant and top tactical expert when it comes to the game is princeton redu who is joining us for today's discussions and analysis as always gentlemen welcome to today's show thank you philip and i hope you are doing well i'm doing great i'm doing great uh, quick reactions to yesterday's game at the Etihad, Mr. Kowa. Well, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it looked, it looked like it was going to be a very, very good game for Manchester City, as everyone expected. But mm. for me, I think with the, their kind of, with their, with, with the way they lack depth currently in in defense, especially in the fullback department that that was what caused them um for them to concede three goals and i believe that regardless of what was happening tony cruz probably had one of his poor, poorest games in 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 his champions league hi- history so i think it was a very good game and manchester city probably could have scored more and killed off the tie but then allowed real madrid to come in come back into this tie by scoring three goals at the Etihad and that's very big headed into the second leg of this beautiful tie. But I believe it was it was a good game um regardless. Both both coaches felt both coaches will feel satisfied after a very, very brilliant thriller. And this has been one of the most beautiful and highest scoring semifinals we've probably seen in quite a while. Definitely. Mr. Princeton, your initial reactions to yesterday's game. Hi, Mr. Philip. Um, yesterday was a great night at the Etihad Stadium. Um, it had everything that we expected in, in World Football at the highest level. We had drama, it had thriller, and everything that, that we were expecting such a big game. And Manchester City going into the game were they clearly, clearly the favourites. But I think that they give Real Madrid some life after the first leg, and the second leg, Madrid will be will be very hopeful. And then thinking that yes, we can overcome this this time, and then go into the, the semi-finals. We, we yesterday we talked about the fact that they can't allow Vinicius 
together with, with his uh, partner Benzema to have chances in the game. Uh, they, they did that in the first in the first half, but after John Stone's uh, injury, uh, where, where he was replaced by the old Fernandino, he couldn't uh, match up the space of uh, Vinicius, and then Real Madrid got a chance in the tie. So, and of course Benzema is individual brilliance; we can't stop him, and he, he gave Real Madrid some hope. So, Manchester City, they 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 can't they can't be happy, even though they they've won the first leg because they have some worries. Um, in the team, but I hope that in the second leg, where they will, they will be receiving or expecting uh, the uh, Kawaka and then his, his other partner, Jao Cancelo, they will be hoping to finish the tie in Benabao. So it was a great, great day, game yesterday. It was a great game yesterday, but uh, just before we pick the press conference reactions, uh, you spoke of Fernandino and Vinicius. What do you make of that dummy from his uh, younger Brazilian uh, player? Vinicius who tried to uh, destroy the career of Fernandino with that dummy. What do you make of that? I think it was was disrespectful to Fernandino. <laughs> he's, 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 a, he's, he's a top player. He's older than Vinicius who, of course, is a Brazilian. So he, they have that relationship. But um, I think Vinicius is, is an intelligent player. He knew that the, the, the weight of the ball was too heavy that a touch could change the direction. So let me just leave it and then uh, move away from, from Fernandino. He's, he's not aware of what I'm, I'm about to do. And I have peace than him. So uh, I, I, he just did that out of out of a second and it, was, it worked for him. And the other defenders too was unaware. Uh, one, uh, Laporte and then uh, Zichenko. Zichenko was, had his eye on Benzema. Laporte, who was free, could have closed down on Vinicius. But he, he didn't do that. They gave him too much time and too much space, and then he finished off, off the goal. Vinicius is a brilliant player. We all have to give him that, that credit. Definitely, definitely. We'll come back to you again, and uh, we'll be going straight to Liverpool, where Jogging Club says every game should feel like a final for us. Each game is a final. Let's hear more from Jogging Club in yesterday's press conference. <laughs> Getting there? Yeah. We, are, we do have um, the Zoom, as, as is necessary, but we are going to prioritise questions in the room. So we'll take the first couple from Vinny, certainly one from Juliet, and then if you could raise your hand. We can't get to everyone on the play, but we'll try and get to as many as we possibly can. Vinny, if you'd like to kick us off. Yeah, Jürgen, I can how long you've been here with the Scarf Action there. Obviously, back in 2016, you faced Juno Henry in the final of the Europa League. I just wonder, what step was that in the development of Liverpool to the side that we see today? I've been thinking about that final for a while, to be honest. Um, when I thought about Una now, because we faced him after uh, against Arsenal, for example. So, um, um, yeah, it was important. Uh, I said it after the, the, the night, I think, um, that we will come back <laughs> without knowing that we will come back. But I, 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 in that moment, I, I really thought uh, we have a good chance to come back stronger, uh, and we did. That night was a was a tough one to take. We played a really good first half. Should have scored more. Scored one more. Didn't count. Can't remember the reason anymore, to be honest. Um, but it was like game number 64 or whatever in that season. It was an incredible tough season for us. A lot of injury problems when we arrived there. Players only came back um, a few days before the final. So you cannot really compare football games, especially now when six years fly between them. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but yes, um, if 
look, it would have been anything different um, since then if we would have won that night. I don't think so, to be honest. I would have loved to lift the trophy that night, but um, how it is, you have to, to learn from these things, and that's what we tried to do. And this season, obviously, we keep talking about the expectation that comes with still fighting for trophies on three different fronts. When you're coping with that, what also kind of a test of Villarreal represent? Because obviously, you've been able to analyse them since we, we last spoke to you about Two days ago. Yeah, we did speak about Villarreal. <laughs> <laughs> didn't we? Uh, yeah, of course we did. Not speak about it, but um, yeah, of course we, we did the proper analysis. And um, yeah, off. Um, I had a lot of respect for Emery and Villarreal before um, because I saw the games opposite, but only with one eye against Bayern. Um, knew a little bit. Um, but meanwhile, I watched them properly, and um, wow. Um, impressive. Um, Unai is obviously, uh, 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 or looks like, I watch his team, he's a detail obsessed uh, manager who um, prepares for all different situations in a game. Um, and that's what his team is executing. It's really, it's really, really good. Different ways to build up, different ways to, to press, different ways to re- react on different results. Um, uh, really, really impressive. And obviously, um, as a world class coach and did an, 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 is doing an incredible job there so uh, saying that the good thing about all the analysis we are not involved in this game so that's really where we have to fit in our, us then and um, yeah, our job has to be we must, have, we must make life as difficult as possible uh, for them as well um, and that's what we, we try to do over these two legs Thank you, Vinny. We'll go to Juliet, then I'll have to have for any more questions Mercy side after Juliet Juliet um, yeah, about everything being the final, how you were treating the game about being final. When did that when did that change? Because it, it just seems to be at the start of this calendar year, 2022, that that's been the sort of mission and challenge that, that you've been on. I think the moment was when I came back from my COVID break, to be honest, and when I watched the game against Chelsea, was the next game Brentford? After Chelsea? That's the game. I think it was Brentford, mm-hmm. if I'm right. So it was obvious. I think we were 14 points behind, and then it, um, um, in that moment, two games in hand, blah blah blah. And that's why we, we had just um, decided, <laughs> let's give it a try, um, because it's easy in these moments. We have big expectations before season, big ambitions, and then, and then during the season, it's it's okay. We played okay season until then, but obviously not an outstanding season, um, and. That's what there was still there was still something to go for, and it's in our in our situation always the same. We have to um, the main thing we have to do first of all is to qualify for the Champions League the year the next year. It's a big moment, to be honest. I think we we, we did that two games ago, if not right after the United game. Yeah. So and it slipped through my fingers. What never happened before in my life, to be honest. It was usually a night where I think. We really celebrated, but um, I had to get reminded um, about that fact. And um, the next day, um, so that's big, and that's what we what we had to try. Obviously, it was not only City in that moment; Chelsea in front of us, and, and other teams. Pretty sure I don't know it anymore. Yeah, but since then, it is it is each game a final. Actually, each football game should be like a final. But it's, um, if you have to make it up too much, then it's maybe not that. That clear, and then um, you cannot really behave like that. But since that's since then we behave like that. That's the truth, and so it will not change. 
until somebody tells us it's not worth fighting anymore and um, we try. It just seems like it's incredible because at the end of the day, it's against Inter Milan or has been against Inter Milan in this division that you've been on. Please again. I think yeah. it's just impressive because the only defeat in this run uh, was Inter Milan in this competition. Yeah. Um, uh, well, we had no other chance. That's that's how it is. We are here because we had the results we needed. So that's it. And we don't have to talk today, and especially not today, about um, other competitions because um, our full focus is definitely on 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 on, on the area and the semi final. Um, and that is this is absolutely special to be part of the semi final. It's crazy. It's crazy, really. It's a massive game. And if you um, so many coaches, so many players out there try. And work their socks off their whole life and have no chance to be to be close of a semi-final and, and we are there so we have to just we have to appreciate of course but we have to control as well and uh, and then yes we face a very very difficult opponent that's that's true they are made for this competition to be 100 honest because the way they set it up it's 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 really really good um the i think there might might have been a little advantage in the in the last two games that might you were or maybe Bayern underestimated them, but that never happened. To ask these kind of things, and especially after these four games, there's no chance anymore. So this little advantage might have gone. But apart from that, they have still um, they are still a really uh, a really really good football team who is, um, obviously wants to to make history as well. Um, first time. I think it would be the first time that they could go to the would be part of the final, which is a massive thing for Villarreal, I can imagine. So, but it is for us the, it's the same, the same um, importance. We we wanna we wanna go there with all we have, and that's what we have to show tomorrow night. So, we got Merseyside, then we go to. So, that is Jurgen Klopp speaking in that press conference, Mister Justin. Give us your initial reactions of Jurgen Klopp's press conference. Well, I I believe that Liverpool are now um, they are now here to right their wrongs, and because with the last two ties, um, every match in Anfield it seems like the the away team or the opposition has been able to find the best of them. That is considering how they performed against um, they performed against Inter Milan as well as how they performed against Benfica. They've been listening too much go so so for me, um I believe that Klopp Klopp is someone who 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 has learned from it and is and is and is going to play very, very well and and not and not actually give um Unai Emery the benefit of the doubts because it looks like when Julian Nagelsmann in the in the last round um didn't didn't give didn't give Villarreal the kind of respect for their efforts in the first leg. They managed to punish them with only one mistake in the in in the second leg. So it looks like this is a kind of tie that um Klopp Klopp will Klopp will favor. And you know how you know how Klopp has had um, a lot of a, a lot of blockbuster games against Una Emery. I think especially I think there was a game where um Arsenal versus Liverpool played a five five draw in the cup and for the game to go ahead on penalty. So this is so this is so this is a kind of tie that would be um a very, very good one to say. But as 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 the two teams 
play probably the opposite kind of football and it will be it will be very it will be very very interesting to see which one will prevail at the end of the tie definitely you spoke about um liverpool's performance in anfield and it would interest our cherished audience to know that liverpool after that 2018-2019 semi-final game against barcelona where they came back uh, with a 4-0 win are yet to record a win at Anfield in the knockout stages of the Champions League. They lost to Inter Milan in the last 16. Uh, they drew 3-3 with Benfica. Do you think Anfield is losing that touch of being a fortress in, in the Champions League? And do you think Villarreal will go guns blazing knowing that they can get a result also at Anfield if they put in the work? Well, maybe, maybe, maybe so, maybe not so. But then I think I think the reason why Liverpool haven't tend to um perform that well at Anfield um, in the past two rounds is because if you are if you are con- considering it, Liverpool had to go to um the San Siro against Inter Milan, winning 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 in winning in very unusual fashion. It was a very, very tough away game, but they made it happen by Winning and it looked like that. It looked like that put the tie to bed. So they were a little bit more relaxed at Anfield. That that led um, Lautaro Martinez to score that beautiful strike. And looking at what they did at the Estadio Janouge um, in Lisbon against ben, Benfica, to with the with the with with the with this kind of win, um, they were they were also able to actually come 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 into Anfield probably over over overconfident. And even and and even, um, I think against Inter Milan, Mohamed Salah was like, this kind of loss will be something that will that will be able to actually keep us in check. So, so they know that they there's there's been some there's some there, there's been some complimentary and um, tricking in into their performances after their away away first leg games with which they perform quite well. So this will be quite an interesting one because. I think that if they are, I think that if they are able to, if they're able to play the first leg very well, they will, they will, they will, they will probably, they'll probably be more motivated to play the second leg because it's the semi-final and you can't leave anything to chance in this competition. Definitely. Uh, Princeton, uh, going into today's tie, Liverpool is meeting Villarreal for the first time. Uh, since that tie in 2015-2016 in the Europa League semi-final. Villarreal beat Liverpool in the first leg by a long goal. In the second leg, Liverpool came back to beat Villarreal by three goals to nil. What do you think will be the best tactics that Liverpool can use to beat Villarreal? And what has been the tactics of both sides coming into tonight's tie? First, Liverpool, and then you touch on Villarreal. Yes, I think that in 2015, when they beat Liverpool in the first leg, Liverpool were not uh, built enough to be one of the, the top teams in, in world football. They were in the process of team building. They were building the team. The club had not uh, found the perfect lineups for, for his side. So I think right now they, they, are, they are much prepared to, to meet any team in the world. For, for Liverpool this season, we all know that um, 
they go in the Champions League with a 4-3-3 as they do in every every competition. They have Alison Becker in post and Van Dijk is always partnered by Ibrahim Konate in the Champions League. I think Klopp has, has found something interesting in Konate in the Champions League. He's, he's scored in, in the previous two games they've played. So the partnership over there is has been solid for them. And then at Trent Alexander Arnold with his uh, friend Andrew Robertson on the left hand side of the defense. In the midfield, uh, Fabino as the number six, and then Thiago Alcantara has also been, been phenomenal in their previous games, and so we expect him to play over them. Then the the veteran or the mechanical Henderson, Jordan Henderson, will also be in the midfield to be able to complement the 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 trickiness of, of um, Thiago Alcantara in the midfield. And we all know of Mohamed Salah is the most, or he has the most goals in the Champions League for, for Liverpool, so you expect him on the right-hand side. And then Sadio Mane on the left-hand side. And then Diogo Jota, he's cemented his position since he joined uh, Liverpool, even though sometimes there are some changes over there. But I think that he's, he's been the, the perfect number nine for Liverpool whenever he's in the, in the team. He, he's... he's is clinical, he's able to score a lot of goals with few chances that he, he gets. So for Liverpool, that's that's how they, we are expecting them to play tonight in a 4-3-3 formation. The Liverpool aside that are not like Manchester City when you expect them to build up slowly and pass and pass around. They are more direct and they are vertical and, and it has an effect on, on Villarreal too because Villarreal, if you look at their side, they also most times play in a 4-4-2 flat formation where uh, Jeremini really in goal post and then their captain, the, the experienced Raul Abiol with a young boy, Paolo Torres, the Spanish boy who's been brilliant this season in the Champions League and also in the La Liga for them. On the left of the defense, there's Pervis Estupinan over there and then John Ford uh, in the, on the right-hand side of the defense. Then they have Etienne Capu with the veteran Danny Parejo, formerly of Valencia, the Spanish a defensive midfielder over there, and then Francisco Colin on the flanks with Giovanni Loselso, formerly of Tottenham, also on the left hand side, and then uh, always they have Gerard Moreno together with Anot Dan Juma. He also has nine goals. He's, he's instrumental in this United Emirates side, formerly of Bournemouth. United Emirates signed him uh, this season for 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 Villarreal. He's, he's been one of the key players this season. You always have to keep a, an eye on him. Gerard Moreno, who he always partners is is doubtful for this game. So, according to some reports in Spain, Paco Alcasa will partner uh, Anot Danjuma in today's game. So, it's, it's going to be a very interesting game for, for, for Liverpool and a very difficult game for them because uh, Villarreal is a side that do not want to always have a possession. They always want to concede possession to their oppositions. In fact, in the Champions League, they are one of the teams with the worst uh, possession percentages in there. They have 48.1 percentage average in the, in the games they've played. So they want to consider the possession for you. And we saw them against Bayern Munich where they defend very, very deep uh, without the ball in that middle block when they, they don't want to create space for you. They don't want to play much of the ball. And when they are on possession, the, the transition is so quick that players like Parehu and then Giovanni Loselso will find uh, Anot Danjuma, who's on the run, and he's so quick on the ball. He's he has average touches of 8.3 in the position box in the Champions. So it tells you that he's a player that's always in the position box whenever Villarreal 
uh, on the on the run or on a counter attack. So uh, this is how they they play as as a team. Villarreal they are always defensive, very very raw. They defend in the mid block that you don't create much space for, for you. In fact, they they decide that you can't create high chances against them. Bayern Munich struggled to create chances, and even before that, Juventus struggled against them. So Liverpool have a quality team, but it's going to be difficult for for for, for them. Definitely tonight. One player who would be very key for Liverpool is John Anderson. In yesterday's press conference, he says today's game will be a massive one. Yeah. And we know we can get the results. Let's get more from yesterday's press conference with Liverpool captain John Anderson. The way to win. Your thoughts on Everton's penalty shells and the impact that had and also your little yeah, I thought it was a tough game. Darby knew Darby was always going to be tough. Um, fighting for the lives, obviously we, we're fighting um, for the title. So yeah, it was going to be a, a, a big game. And um, yeah, there was a few tasty moments in there, of course. But that's what Derby's were about, you know. And I think they made it very difficult for us first half. We couldn't find the spaces, we couldn't break them down. Um, but as the game went on, I think it opened up a bit more, thankfully. Um, Got the goal, and then it was pretty comfortable. To be to be fair, they had a couple of half decent chances, um, but yeah, overall I think we deserved the win. And um, and the lads that come on, Luis and Dave, made a, a huge impact on the bench. As you say, fighting for so much still this season. Going back to 2016, that you were a new substitute in the final of the Europa League. Obviously, you and I, Henry, the manager of Spear at the time. Uh, what part do you think that night played in getting you? And Liverpool to the place where you are now. Um, well, actually, that night always sticks out to us. I always remember it just because I can remember after the game going back to the hotel. Obviously, all the lads are disappointed, and you know you just want to sort of go back to your room, not see anybody, just you know, get your head down. Um, but the gaffer was a bit different to what you would expect. You know, you had everybody um, downstairs together in the bar area. Um, and just sort of had spent the night together because um, I felt as though he knew that this was the beginning and the start of something special to come. You know, as a player, it's very difficult to think that then when you've just lost the final. But I always felt he was very different to what I would have ever seen before, and that night always sticks out in my mind. To um, he he sort of knew what was what was coming in the next few years, and I feel as though he's yeah, he's produced that and. Um, he's proven that that was the beginning of, of something special. Brennan's obviously part of that as well. I don't suppose you've heard from him, but I don't suppose you necessarily need to hear from him to know the test that you faced, given what we, we saw in the previous round against Bayern. Yeah, but I always speak with him now and again, you know, not often, but um, now and again, definitely. And um, yeah, they're a very good team. A very good team. I think you can, you've seen that over the performances. Um, not only the Champions League some performances in the league but the ones that stick out would probably be UV and Bayern um, which just shows yeah, the quality that they have um, and they have a very experienced manager and he's done a great job so it'll be another really really tough test as any semi-final in the Champions League would be um, and we need to be at 100% if we want to get anything from the game 
Okay, Vinny, Juliet, and then we'll go on. Yeah. The last thing you were saying before we left was how it would mean everything to reach another Champions League final, but also how you've got to be on top of the game tomorrow night, but the supporters have got to be on top of it as well and try and recreate a sort of second leg atmosphere, but obviously in the first match at home. Yes, Anfield is always special. You with the United Anfield is always incredible, but yes. Hopefully that's, that's the case again tomorrow night, which I'm sure it will be. Um, but we perform to the levels we're capable of to get the crowd on them levels as well. You know, it's a, it's a two-way thing, but yeah, the crowd I'm sure will be there. And um, and we need to make sure we're there as well, which I'm, I'm sure we will be. And one of the things that Virgil van Dijk spoke about before the match, um, the people, was how the things that are going on at this club should not be taken granted. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that with what he was sort of saying and the things that are going on? Well I can't yeah, I can't speak for Virgil. Um <laughs> but but what, you know, what is happening right now? Yeah, it's very special. You know, I think what we've achieved so far as a team over the last few years, uh, last year was very difficult, but how we've reacted and come back from that I think is very special in itself and how we've performed for the majority of this season. Um, is very special, um, but we're still a long way to go. You know, until the end of the season, the games that we've got left. I know how quickly football can change, um, and people will talk about all the things that we can win. But we know with a couple of bad games, it can be, it can all be over. Um, so it's about keeping focus. It's about focusing on the next game, the next challenge, no matter what competition. Giving absolutely everything, and then we'll see where we are come the end of the season. Thanks, Juliet. Uh, measure side for one. So that is Jordan Anderson speaking extensively at yesterday's press conference ahead of tonight's tie. Mr. Justin, Liverpool are chasing a historic quadruple this season. You haven't heard from John Anderson and going into tonight's tie. What? Are your initial reaction to Jordan Anderson's press conference and what's at stake for Liverpool tonight? Well, um, I believe that with the, with 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 how Henderson thinks, um, he has been one of the most influential players as Liverpool ushered themselves into a new era after 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 they had some periods of very very bad performances. Sign from Sunderland, people thought he was going to be a flop, as did all the signings under Kenny Dougley. So him referencing the him referencing the Europa League final with which they lost and and looking at how far the team has come and now Liverpool are trying to or or they are or they are challenging keenly for four titles shows how shows how well Liverpool have come. And he also he also refers to having Virgil van Dijk back and in his first full season after his bad injury last season, he has been very, very outstanding and you can tell that you can tell that Liverpool are more confident having him in their back line. And I think that Liverpool have shown have shown a lot of a lot of tough mentality in and also they've shown that they can they can they can maintain a level of intensity where they have almost all their players fit and that's what has and and that's what has favored them um this season and i i think that henderson 
Henderson and the rest of and the rest of the Liverpool squad know what's at stake um tonight and they and with the win they will be they'll be they'll be inching towards um one step of making history. And uh, talking of history and an obstacle to that history is Unai Emery and his Villarreal side. What should we expect as a surprise package from this current crop of Villarreal players? Well, um, as well as Princeton said, um, Emery Emery is someone who who believes in rigidity and also spoke about how Emery sets up his teams. But then, with a with a with a kind of potent right hand side that Liverpool has, I believe that even though even though um, even though Moreno, um, former Liverpool left back, is is out, is out for is out for the rest of the season. Um, Una Una Emery can possibly try. Una Emery, sorry, Una Emery can possibly try um, a kind of tactic which he used against Juventus, even used against Chelsea in the UEFA Super Cup. Probably uses it against big teams. He he has he has three left backs. But he plays two of them on the left. That is, sometimes he plays Alfonso Pedraza as well as Pervis Estupinian or Estupinian with Alberto Moreno. But this time it looks like he could try that. Um, he could try that Estupinian Pedraza combination on the left hand side. So one at left back, one at one at left midfield to be able to limit the chances that Trent and Salah could be able to them um, to to um will we'll limit will limit the kind of um danger that will be on Liverpool's right hand side. But then and with with Jeremy Pino out probably this could be a time that you could see an introduction of Samuel Chuku Eze quite possibly or most likely um because he has he has he has had a few good performances off the bench for Unai Emery and with and with on uncertainty um about Gerard Moreno for now we do not know whether he starts this game against Liverpool but possibly possibly someone will pair with Danjuma up front so I think that these these are these are the kind of these are the kind of surprises that Unai Emery could pull um but then his 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 rigid system will still remain with Danny Pareo who tried to actually set them on the brick after they've been able to limit Liverpool's danger when going forward. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Kowa. And uh, talking of uh, a danger, uh, uh, Mr. Princeton, uh, which players uh, uh, should the fans look out for uh, 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 to be the star players in tonight's game? Uh, If you can give us two from Liverpool and two from Villarreal briefly. I think that uh, Liverpool, we all know of Mohamed Salah. He's the top scorer this season and he scored the most goals in the Champions League. Eight goals. So you want to to prevent him from, from getting a goal. So it's one of the players that you should keep your eye on him. And then talk of Diogo Jota too. Uh, as I said earlier, earlier on, he's, he's been one of the best players for them since he joined the club. Um, so these are the two guys you want to keep your eye on. But you, you also want to keep your eye on Trent Alexander and Odenin. Uh, Robertson on the flanks because of the way they play, they create a lot of chances for Liverpool, high quality chances for them. So for Liverpool, those are the players. But for Villarreal, mm-hmm. I've always talked about 
Dan Juma, he's, he's, he's a brilliant player and they always attack through him when they're on a counter-attack. We saw that against um, Juventus and then against Bayern Munich. And so Najuma is, is a player you want to keep your eye on. And then from the bench, you're also going to see Chukwese, the Nigerian. He scored against Bayern Munich and he's, he's been an asset for Una Emery in most of, of the big games that they play from the bench whenever the opponents are a bit tired or they have some tired legs over there. Because he has peace, Una Emery just brings him on and then on the counter-attack, he finishes some good chances for them. So these are the two players you also want to keep your, your eye on uh, in tonight's game. And uh, uh, your final submissions, uh, what should we expect uh, tonight? Should we expect another goal thriller or a, a, a defensive game? Yes, uh, uh, for Jurgen Klopp, it's good that he's, he's uh, noticed that Villarreal is a very tough side. He's given them that respect. And I think that's going to play a key role in tonight's game. In 2006, Villarreal were in the semi-finals and they, they were knocked out by Arsenal. This time around, they will, they will be hoping to, to be in the, in the finals for the first time. So they are very poised to be in the in the, in the limelight or the podium of world football. So it's going to be a difficult game for, for Liverpool because of the way Villarreal play. As I said earlier on, they defend very, very well. They don't give much spaces for you. But the good thing for Liverpool is that they are also direct and they are vertical. They don't build up slowly. So... In the moment where you lose guard, the, a quick pass from Van Dijk or Trent Alexander-Arnold will create chance for, for Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah and they will punish you. So I, know, I think it's going to be very tight for Liverpool, but at the end of the day, the experience and the quality of uh, Jürgen Klopp, who also reached the game very, very well. In the last game in the, in the Premier League against Everton, we saw how he changed and took some, some, some tactics and then they got two quick goals. In the first half, Everton were defending very, very deep and then he just did some cool, two quick uh, subs, brought on Origi and then Luis Diaz opened up the defence of Everton and then they created some, two much spaces. They had as much as five players uh, in the defence of Everton and so it created much chances for So Jürgen Klopp, uh, his, his tactical awareness of, of the game is superb and I think that is going to be key in tonight's uh, game. I think that is going to be tight but Liverpool will come out uh, as victors tonight. A, a one or two zero win for them won't, won't be surprising. Wow, that is impressive for uh, Mr. Princeton. Uh, Mr. Justin, uh, give us your final thoughts and your, 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 your reactions as well as we go into tonight's tie. Um, well, as, as Princeton said, um, I, I think that for me, with with what Una Emery saw in the Merseyside derby, he was he was actually licking his lips with 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 a kind of football Everton played because he sets up in a similar way. But then for him, his 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 his, his midfield and attackers are probably more competent than what Everton has. So he would he would he would like to he would like to actually build around that kind of around that kind of um that kind of um game plan but then looking at but then looking at how looking at how liverpool always need someone who has close control and is 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 quite a good dribbler like luis diaz you do you, you do not know what to expect from 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 liverpool in in terms of in terms of danger from the left hand side so it looks like probably liverpool Will of course have most of the ball and will and will be quite intense today 
to show to to show um Villarreal and probably most most likely if everything should go on well, I think Liverpool should be should have the upper hand um over Villarreal. But then it is going to be a game where there'll be a lot of um, defensive action from the yellow submarines. Definitely. As always, it's been a pleasure coming your way with today's episode of the UEFA Champions League. To my able studio guest, uh, Justin Akua and Princeton Redu, thank you so much for your time. We head straight to Anfield and we wish both fans of Villarreal and Liverpool the best of luck. May the best team win tonight. Yeah.